0: What you need to do is be thankful for the life you got, you know what I'm saying? My Stop looking at what you ain't got, and start being thankful for what you do got. Let's get to him, baby girl. Hey, okay. Okay. that's right. Okay. okay. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome into the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show here on KALA 2 106.1. Schistel Speak Sports is the name, and I am your host, Ryan Schistel. Today is Thursday, November 9th, 2023, and it was a nice, cool day here on the campus of St. Ambrose University and in the general Quad Cities area, a day that, you know, actually did feel like a nice fall day, but a day that wasn't too cold to where you'd have to be all bundled up all day and all night. So, to me, perfect fall weather. So, the different Fighting beast sports that are going on right now have, find, have found some new or continuous success as of late. And it has been awesome seeing a lot of this action take place live in front of my own very eyes. With that being said, today's episode has kind of a lot to talk about between school history being made, playoff success, and more. So let's jump right into it to start out with some cross-country. The men and women cross-country teams both competed in the CCAC championships from Valparaiso over the last weekend. For the men's team, it was a a fifth-place finish, pardon me, in the conference championships out of the nine teams racing. St. Ambrose finished with a team time of 26 minutes and 35.74 seconds, totaling 112 points. The St. Francis Fighting Saints out of Joliet, Illinois, won the CCAC championships, scoring 36 points as a team, as in cross-country low points wins. So, looking at it, the top runner for the Bees was Luke Bennis, who placed 18th overall with a time of 26 minutes, 12 seconds. For the women's team, it was a 4th place finish at the 10-team race. The Bees had a team time of 25 minutes and then 1.5 seconds, scoring 101 points. Caitlin Konecki was the best bee in the race, placing 8th overall individually with a time of 23.39. Up next for the Fighting Bees women's team, it's the NAIA Championships in Vancouver, Washington. The race is on Friday, the 17th of November, and I will have more on that in next week's episode. So before I move on to another sport, congrats to the men's team on what was a very strong season in cross country. Looking back on how they've placed, it's a bunch of top five finishes. The Bees had two straight second place finishes Then they had two straight third-place finishes. On the 21st of October, the Bees had their worst race of the year, coming in 11th place out of the 23 teams competing, so still in the top half. Then, of course, like I said, it was a fifth-place finish for them in the CCAC Championship. So, congrats to the Bees on a very strong season. And as their season came to an end at the Conference Championships, Like I said, the Bees had a very good season, and I am a very true believer in the fact that this Bees team will continue to find success in the future. The next sport I have to talk about is bowling, and the bowling team uh, has not competed in the past week, uh, but both the men's and women's teams will be back in action this weekend. For the men's team, they're coming off of a second-place finish on the 29th, And they will be competing in the Leatherneck Classic here in the Quad Cities this Saturday and Sunday. The women's team has also not competed in the past week, but will also be in action this weekend in the Leatherneck Classic. And, you know, I think it's very nice because when you hear Leatherneck, you might think of Western Illinois out of Macomb. Um, And so, you know, Macomb, not that far of a drive for the Bees, but also not, you know, a drive that I think a lot of people would want to make to go to a bowling meet. But what is nice about the Leatherneck Classic meet this weekend is the competition will actually be here in the Quad Cities. Uh, If you look on the Athletics website, it says Quad Cities, Illinois, slash Iowa. So not entirely sure what bowling alley the Bees will be bowling at in the Leatherneck Classic. But I can say, you know, they don't have to travel very far. If I had to guess, probably 15, 20 minutes for the farthest bowling alley around here in the Quad Cities. So it is kind of nice to see that the teams won't have to travel super far compared to what other sports normally have to travel. Come back next week to hear how both of these teams did in the the Leatherneck Classic, pardon me, and good luck to the Fighting Bees in that one. Both teams have been off to a very strong start so far in their seasons. For the men's bowling team, looking back on their uh, schedule, they have one first-place finish. That was in the Midwest Collegiate Championships in Wisconsin. And then outside of that, it has been three second-place finishes. So this bowling team on the men's side of things has been very hot to start the season. After this one, I mean, bowling, their season really goes all the way until about late April, but there's really... No break for the Bees. It is long until really winter break here. Uh, their last meet for the fall semester would be Sunday the 3rd. And then they wouldn't be back in action until the 13th of January. So a long break for the holiday seasons. But overall, you know, they don't get much downtime. So it'll be very interesting to see how this men's team continues to perform throughout the you know, next couple of meets that they'll be putting on. For the women's team, they have had two second-place finishes. Uh, one of those was their last meet at the Five Seasons Classic. And then they have also bowled a fifth-place finish at the Mid-States Classic in Wichita, Kansas, and an eighth-place finish in the Midwest Collegiate Championships uh, in Wisconsin. So looking at it, both these bowling teams have been off to a very hot start. Men's team definitely you know, not placing outside of the top two is obvious signs of high success. But even for this women's team, I mean, you know, you look at there are a lot of teams competing in a lot of these events. They've had 35 teams in that eighth place finish. And considering that eighth place was technically their worst finish so far, I would take that. Eight out of 35. I mean, that's oftentimes good performances out of your bowlers. So congrats to both of these bowling teams on very strong starts to their season. And hopefully it will continue. Now another sport to talk about is women's volleyball. This women's volleyball team has officially concluded their regular season. The Bees played St. Francis of Illinois last Thursday to close out the regular season as they sat in second place of the conference coming into the match. Domination was the name of the game for the Bees in Joliet as they beat and swept the Fighting Saints. In set 1, it was a 25 to 14 victory for the Fighting Bees and they followed it up with a 25 to 17 victory in set 2. As the Bees looked for the for the set 3 sweep, it was a 25 to 21 victory. The Bees had an even 40 kills in the game with Mackenzie Grafton leading the way. With that, the Bees solidified the number 2 seed in the CCAC Women's Volleyball tournament which was big because really, unless they play the number one seed in the championship round, the Bees will have home court advantage all the way through. So the quarterfinals have already happened. The Bees played host to the Roosevelt Lakers for the CCAC quarterfinals on Tuesday as Lee Loman saw a Fighting Bee win three sets to none. The Bees saw a 25-18 victory in set one and followed it up with a 25-13 victory. Set three got a bit narrow for the Bees' liking, however, as it was a close 25-23 victory for St. Ambrose. Totaling 45 kills did the Bees, and Mackenzie Grafton and Meredith Siebers both had 15 kills. They, as normal, led the team. Between Grafton, Siebers, and uh, Hannah Sondag, the setter, those three always setting each other up very nicely. And they are really the three names, I feel like I'm saying, 24-7 on this show because the 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 three of them are always just wonderfully connected when it comes to passing, killing, and setting. So, you know, it's it's nice to see that you've got a big three on this women's volleyball team that can continue the success that the Bees tend to have. Now, it's the, CCIC, the CCAC semifinals for women's volleyball. The Fighting Bees will play host to the number five seed Trinity Christian Trolls. The Fighting Bees take on the Trolls tonight at seven o'clock p.m. Right as this show concludes, for those who want to keep up with that game, you can keep up with live stats at www.saubees.com, or you can watch on the Fighting Bee Network, which is also attached to the, uh, attached to the athletic website. Pardon me. I highly recommend though you don't start watching that or keeping up with the live stats until after this show ends. Now, one thing about this game, as I had said a couple minutes ago, this game will be played at Lee Lohman Arena right here on the campus of St. Ambrose University. So if you've got nothing going on and you can get to the campus in about 20 minutes, I highly recommend showing up to Lee Lohman and, you know, just showing your support for the Bees because they deserve it and they have been playing their tails off as of late. Now, looking at, you know, the recent history between the Trolls and the Bees, in the regular season, the Fighting Bees swept the Trolls three sets to none here at Lee Lohman, so Bees looking to repeat that once more. Good luck to the Fighting Bees tonight. If they win, the CCAC Championship will be played this Saturday. And just like that, we have finished the first half of this week's episode of Speak Sports. When I return after this station break, it's soccer, football, and basketball for the Fighting Bees. We'll be right back. You're listening to Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD 2, 106.1. Do not touch that dial because this is the place to be. I'm Ryan Schistel, and once again, this is Schistel Speak Sports. I did it for my niece. Ashley was eight when my sister was arrested for drugs. Being separated from her mom was hard enough. I didn't want Ashley to have to live with a whole new family, too, so I decided to step up. I became a foster parent. Knowing I could help my niece succeed, that's the reason I did it. What would be your reason for doing foster care? Find out how you can make a difference and call Iowa KidsNet at 800-243-0756 or visit iowakidsnet.com. Hey, Jack, you got a sec? Yeah, sure, come on in. Yeah, I was wondering if you... Jack, your hair's on fire. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I just need to finish this sales report, and then I'll probably, I don't know, let me lie down for a bit. But I'm, I'm sure it'll go away. But the flames are getting bigger. Sh- shouldn't I... Your hair, there's so much fire. No, 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 I'll be fine. What can I help you with? Oh, dear. Well, at least we know the sprinkler system works. You wouldn't ignore this. So why ignore the signs of a stroke? If you or someone you know suddenly experiences numbness of the face, arm, or leg, or a sudden trouble speaking, seeing, or walking, don't wait to get help. Call 911 right away, because time lost is brain lost. To find out more, visit www.strokeassociation.org or call 1-888-4-STROKE. This message brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. In the early hours after the tsunamis, it was ham radio that was on the air, saving lives. Supplies are en route. Food is coming up in the convoy uh, about a mile and a half back. Roads are somewhat passable. When Florida was ripped by hurricanes, the hams were there. Okay, we'll deploy the communications volunteers as soon as we get to the area. We're about 30 seconds out. In the critical moments after the attack of 9-11, it was the hams who coordinated emergency messages. Copy number one. Message number one from Red Cross Evacuation Shelter. Can you hear us now? Antennas are up, everything looks good. We are in communications with the Capitol. Ham radio works when other communications don't. To learn how you can become a ham radio operator, call the ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, at one 800 326-3942. The Emergency communication Center has been set up. We're on the air. Communication is good. Good job, fellas. This is W1AW out. 1, 2, 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, rock. 5, 6, seven o'clock, 8 o'clock, rock. 9, 10, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock, rock. We're going to rock around the clock. This is KALA HD2 Davenport and K291 BP Bettendorf at 106.1 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the studios of KALA HD2 106.1. This is the second half of the St. Ambrose University sports radio show, Schistel Speaks Sports, and as always, I am your host, Ryan Schistel. Cross-country bowling and women's volleyball were the main talking points in this week's first half. Now in the second half, it's soccer, football, and basketball. Let's jump right back into it, starting it out with soccer. As I discussed in last week's episode, the Fighting Bees women's soccer team is in the CCAC tournament as the number one seed. In the CCAC quarterfinals, it was the Fighting Bees up against the number 8 seed Roosevelt Lakers as the Bees won that game 2 to 1. Caitlin Brunson scored first in the 41st minute of the game and then Taylor De Splinter added the Bees second goal early into the second half. The Bees gave up a late goal, but it wasn't enough for the Lakers as the Bees would advance. In the semifinals game, the Fighting Bees played the Cougars of St. Xavier University as it was a 4-1 to win. After SXU went up one to nothing late in the first half, the Bees would score four straight. Dania Elzine scored twice in the game, and Caitlin Brunson and Lauren Bendel each had one. You know, after the uh, Cougars scored their first goal in, like, really, like I said, the late first half, Uh, Elzine scored the Bees' first goal, and it was about two minutes after the Cougars had really had all the momentum swing their way. But as I said, the Bees score four straight, and just like that, now your St. Ambrose Fighting Bees women's soccer team is playing for the CCAC championship game. The Fighting Bees play in the CCAC championship game tomorrow at 6 o'clock p.m. against the Olivet Nazarene Tigers. In the regular season, the Fighting Bees lost to the Tigers 1-0, but the Tigers were also ranked 19th in the nation at the time. This championship game has a lot on the line, so let's break it down. If the Fighting Bees win, it will be the first time the Fighting Bees have won the CCAC regular season and tournament since joining the CCAC. Also, if the Fighting Bees win, they will get a much better seed in the NAIA National Tournament. Now, here's how this really works. The Bees already won a spot to the national tournament, so they can't get a double seeding. In this case, the second spot of the CCAC national tournament berths would go to the regular season runner-up. So, if the Bees win, Trinity Christian would actually get the second spot in the national tournament. If the Tigers win, they get the second spot. So the Bees can play spoiler for the Tigers, and really, when you're thinking about it realistically, Trinity Christian Trolls are probably the biggest bee fans in the world tomorrow, as really their fate for the rest of the season goes strictly into the hands of St. Ambrose. The game will be broadcasted live here on HD 2 106.1 with myself and Jorge Brazula on the call. Good luck to the Fighting Bees as we get set to call the game live from the St. Vincent's Athletic Complex just a few blocks off campus. Once again, if you've got nothing going on and you don't just want to listen to the game on KALA, I would highly recommend coming out to St. Vincent's. Uh, The games are a lot of fun. They're electric to call, and I know the fans really get into it. I have heard it's supposed to be a pretty packed house, so definitely get there early and be ready to cheer on the Fighting Bees as we go up against the Tigers. Now, the next sport I have to talk about is St. Ambrose football, and ladies and gentlemen, the St. Ambrose Fighting Bee football team have broken their long-losing streak. The Fighting Bees beat the Judson Eagles by a score of 41-21 last Saturday at Jack and Pat Bush Stadium here in Davenport, and there is quite a bit to unpack in this game. For one, the Fighting Bees win their first game, and I want to say 14 games. Two, there were a lot of penalties in this game for both sides, as both teams almost had 100 penalty yards in the first half alone. And just going at it, you know, looking at this upcoming week, uh, this week is the season finale. Bees cannot have that many penalty yards. I'll get more into that game, though, here in a couple seconds. Third, Yemi Ward had 11 receptions, 199 receiving yards, and 3 touchdowns. That makes Yemi Ward the official record holder of career touchdown receptions at St. Ambrose University. Yemi now with 37 touchdowns on his career. Yemi is also 2 touchdowns away from tying the single-season touchdown reception record. Joey Sprinkle really balled out in this game at quarterback going 15-for-23 passing with 266 yards, a full handful, five touchdowns, and two interceptions. The Fighting Bees are now set for their regular season finale. The Bees take on the Olivet Nazarene Tigers at 1 o'clock p.m. this Saturday from Bourbonnais, Illinois. And the Fighting Bees are tough for a—or the Bees are set for a— Tough matchup in this one, but I have a feeling they will be carrying some of their momentum from last week into this one. Good luck to Vince Phillip and the boys. David Meyer will be traveling with the football team to A for the final week's broadcast. Uh, also, if you want to hear a little bit more about Yemi Ward breaking the score record, I sat down with Yemi uh, earlier this week for an interview with him, just kind of about that for SAU-TV We will be filming our newscast tomorrow, and the newscast will come out sometime tomorrow evening. So if you want to hear more about that, go ahead and tune into that when it is posted on YouTube. Now the final sport I have to talk about is basketball. And in women's basketball talk, the Fighting Bees are now 0-2. Most recently, the Bees took on Missouri Baptist from St. Louis, Missouri as they fell 88-51. After getting outscored in all four quarters, the Fighting Bees are still looking to find their way early into this season, and head coach Zach Exame is still looking to pick up his first win with SAU. The top scorer in this game was Abby Walter, who totaled 19 points with four rebounds, a block, a steal, and an assist. The The Bees allowed three players on the Spartans to reach double digits, which isn't always great, and they now have a little bit of a break before the conference season begins. The Fighting Bees will not play again until November 21st, so ladies enjoy the break and keep getting better. The men's basketball team enters this episode with a 2 and 1 record. In the Trinity Christian Classic, the Fighting Bees went 2 and 0. The Bees defeated East West 75 to 40, I'm sorry, 75 to 54, and they defeated Moody 95 to 51. In that Moody game, the best B was Ignacio De Cunda with 12 points, 3 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals, and a block. Most recently, the Bees lost to Clark Iowa as he Pride get the better of the Fighting Bees, 83 to 75. The Bees' best player in that game was Guillermo Narbona who had a 10 point, 8 rebound and 1 assist day. Now, the Bees have 3 games this week. On Saturday, the Bees travel to Mount Mercy for a 3 o'clock start. Then, it's an exhibition match with Division I Western Illinois in Macomb on Sunday. Finally, the Bees will travel to St. Louis and take on the Missouri Baptist Spartans Wednesday at 7 o'clock p.m. Good luck to the Fighting Bees, as I'm really hoping for a strong men's season. Last season was not the best for the Fighting Bees, only mustering up 5 wins in total So I'm really hoping this Fighting Bees men's team can turn it around and have a heck of a year, make the CCAC tournament, and give us even more basketball to broadcast later on in the year. Once again, though, good luck to both of these Fighting Bee basketball teams. And just like that, we have reached the conclusion of this week's episode of Schistel Speak Sports here on KALA HD 2 106.1, as I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. Past episodes of this program can be found on KALA streaming sites, such as Spotify. Just look up KALA-FM. Folks, don't forget to tune in tomorrow as the Fighting Bees women's soccer team takes on Olivette Nazarene here on KALA, as both teams looking to win the CCAC championship. Then on Saturday, the Fighting Bees are back in action here on KALA, as they also take on Olivette Nazarene at 1 o'clock. Good luck to all of our Fighting Bees sports and their upcoming events, as we are hopeful the Bees will be successful. I'll be back next week for another episode of Schistel Speak Sports on KALAHE2 106.1. Once again, I'm Ryan Schistel. Have a great rest of your Thursday night, and go Bees! <laughs>